Hello, everyone. My name is Pete Bone, and welcome to Wisdom, Leadership, and Success, Real Talk About Life, where the goal is to help you become more successful in all aspects of your life. You can subscribe to this blog and podcast at my websites, www.realtalkaboutlife.com or www.petebowen.net. It's also available on iTunes and other podcast services. Last night, I took a friend of mine, Tony, out for an important evening. He's 96 years old, a retired school superintendent, teacher, and deacon. I think he's the father of seven. We went to an event that had about 200 people of all ethnic groups, ages 20 to 96. It included a billionaire, federal judges, musicians, attorneys, business people, and moms and dads, blue-collar and white-collar. It was a diverse group bound by one thing, the birthday we all share as United States Marines. It's a thing. Every November 10th, Marines all around the world celebrate the birthday of their Corps. In 1775, 243 years ago, the Marine Corps was born in a tavern in Philadelphia. Today, Marines will celebrate their birthday in formal balls, or perhaps by sharing a holiday birthday meal in a trench in Afghanistan, or even just by saying, Happy Birthday, Marine, to each other. So, what can a fighting organization founded almost 250 years ago in a bar teach us about life today? Plenty, I think. Let's talk about three life lessons. Story, diversity, and relationships. We'll start with story. The Marine Corps spent much of its history as a military afterthought. It's obvious that every nation needs an army to defend its land and a navy to defend its seas. But do we really need a Marine Corps? Marines started out as soldiers at sea who guarded the captain from potentially mutinous sailors and boarded enemy ships in combat. But mutiny hasn't been a serious issue for almost 200 years, and no one today is firing muskets at an enemy crew. Sure enough, our Marine Corps has been threatened with extinction several times in American history. Even after the Marine Corps performed spectacularly in World War II, many in government, and the Army, tried to abolish the Marine Corps. Your Marine Corps. If you talk to the Army or Air Force, the Marine Corps survives because the Corps has great public relations. But that misses a deeper lesson. The Marine Corps survives, even thrives, because the Marine Corps understands the importance of telling a compelling story. All the military services have honor and courage and commitment. But the Marine Corps brings those virtues alive in a super powerful way by transforming them from theoretical ideas into real-world stories. In 1847, during the Mexican-American War, the Marines played a role in the capture of Chapultepec Castle on the approaches to Mexico City. The Marines quickly published the story of their role in the battle as an example of Marine heroism. From the Halls of Montezuma. In 1805, during the war against the Barbary States, seven Marines led several hundred mercenaries across the Libyan desert to fight the Battle of Derna. The battle itself didn't mean much. It was fought after the Barbary War had ended. But the Marines turned this relatively inconsequential battle into an epic story. To the shores of Tripoli. 
The Marines turned their roles in these relatively minor battles into their story told in song. It begins, From the halls of Montezuma to the shores of Tripoli. It's a song that a surprising number of Americans know. The Marines didn't just turn these battles into epic stories and song. They made them concrete in their uniforms and tradition. The red stripe on the legs of the Marine dress blue uniform remembers the Battle of Chapultepec. All Marine officers have a Mameluke sword given to the Corps in remembrance of the Battle of Derna. Going into the Spanish-American War, there was a move to abolish the Corps. The Marines happened to be the first forces to land in Cuba and won a relatively small but tough battle at Cusco Wells. The American newspapers, desperate for news about the war, made the Marines heroes. In World War I, the U.S. Army fought hard, but didn't allow newspaper reporters to accompany them. The Marines took the reporters with them into battle. In the United States, the heroic exploits of the Marines at Belleau Wood and Chateau Thierry filled the newspapers. The French renamed Belleau Wood after the Marine Brigade who fought there. In World War II, the Army captured islands in the Pacific, but it was the iconic photo of the Marines raising the flag on Iwo Jima that became the most published picture of the war. Secretary of the Navy James Forrestal said, quote, This means a Marine Corps for another 500 years. End quote. The Marine Corps tells great stories about Marines showing leadership, commitment, camaraderie, integrity, and honor in the most difficult situations imaginable. By constantly telling stories about Marine superheroes like Dan Daly and John Glenn and Ted Williams and Chesty Puller, the Marine Corps convinces current Marines, those average everyday Americans that are your brother or aunt or next door neighbor, that they can be superheroes too. The Marine Corps tells the Marine Corps story verbally, but also in the uniforms, the customs, the traditions, and the Marine way of life. Like my friend Tony receiving the first piece of Marine Corps birthday cake because he was the oldest Marine at the event, 96 years old. That's tradition. Or making sure you hang your shirts exactly the right way in the closet. Or standing at attention anytime the national anthem is played even if you left the Corps 50 years ago. Once a Marine, always a Marine. A Marine today in Afghanistan will give everything he or she has living up to the stories of Bella Wood and Iwo Jima, living up to that Marine Corps story. That's why the Marine Corps makes a big deal of celebrating its birthday every November 10th. It's an opportunity to tell the Marine Corps story, to live the Marine Corps story, to be part of the Marine Corps story. How powerful a story? It's captured you. Hollywood movies. Writers know that when they tell you that a movie character is a Marine. You know exactly what that means. Honorable, courageous, tough, integrity, loyal, good. In the movie The Equalizer 2, in the background of a shot, you see a Marine dress blue uniform hanging in the cabinet. That tells you everything you need to know about the history of Denzel Washington's character. There's nothing new in this storytelling. People have been telling compelling stories for tens of thousands of years. Egyptian hieroglyphs, the Iliad, the Odyssey, 
the Aeneid, the epic stories of the Irish and American Indians, and every other civilization in history, all depended upon story to hand things down from generation to generation. As a parent, if you want your children to become the best, most successful people possible, tell them compelling stories that inspire them. Make your own life a compelling story that inspires them to goodness. Make your relationship with your spouse a compelling story that teaches and inspires them about love. Story is the most powerful way to inspire and raise your children. No matter what your position, be a leader at work. Lead by telling compelling stories that inspire your coworkers to excellence. Tell that story through your actions. Tell that story through your words. Everyone's life is a story. People join the Marine Corps because they want the Marine Corps story to match up with their life story. If you want the highest performing teams at work, make the work a compelling story that people can't wait to join. People don't want a job. People want a vocation. They want their work and their lives to be fulfilling, to be part of something bigger. And that's where story comes in. If you can't tell people how their work with you is part of a larger compelling story, then you are underperforming as a leader. As citizens, we need to constantly tell and retell our American story. We must tell it in our schools. We must tell it in our families. We must tell the American story by the very way we live our lives. If we fail to consciously tell our American story in a compelling way, we will forget what it means to be America, and we will lose America. Diversity. The Marine Corps can teach us a lot about diversity. The recruits that show up at boot camp are a diverse bunch, and they're pretty useless. Diversity by itself is a hindrance. The group of new recruits is useless because they come from so many different socioeconomic and ethnic backgrounds, they can't do much together. Their diversity by itself works against them. The Marine Corps unites that diverse group with a common goal, graduating boot camp and earning the title Marine. Focused intensely by that common goal, what was once a hindrance, diversity, becomes an incredible asset. They become a group of people focused on a common goal with diverse ways to think about and accomplish that goal. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. Think of it in musical terms. Every person is a musical instrument. If you're a violin and you play a song by yourself, that's nice. Now imagine that you bring in the clarinets and oboes and horns and flutes and cellos. Diversity. If everyone practices and plays the same song together, you have an orchestra playing a symphony. The more you practice together, the better the music, and the more different ways you can play that music. That's diversity united by a common purpose. It's powerful and it's beautiful. Now imagine those same instruments just playing whatever they want. No unity. You don't get music. You don't even get noise. You get a screech. Diversity without unity becomes a screech. Whether you are leading your family, at work, or in the community, unity of purpose is critical. With unity of purpose, you can bring diversity into play in the most powerful way possible.
And now relationship. Perhaps the biggest lesson we can learn from the Marine Corps is the importance of relationship. As we discussed in our earlier blog and podcast, the key to happiness in life is high-quality relationships. The key to success at work, no matter what kind of work you do, is high-quality, high-trust relationships. And the key to a great community is, again, high-quality, high-trust relationships. Are you seeing a pattern here? That's why, more than any other military service, the Marine Corps emphasizes leadership, relationship. Your knowledge or technical competence is important, but it's secondary. The Marine Corps figures that if you can lead, they can teach you what you need to know. How to be a pilot, how to be an infantry officer, how to do logistics. Leadership and relationship, that's what's most important in the Marine Corps. The Marine Corps wants the most powerful teams. That means high-trust teams. That means high-quality relationships. Not relationships based in money. Those fall apart when the risk isn't worth the money. They don't want relationships based in fear or power. Those relationships last only as long as the fear is maintained. The Marine Corps wants relationships based in fulfillment and love. Those are the deepest relationships. That's when your life story lines up with the Marine Corps story. That's when people are willing to die for each other, even if they don't like each other. The Marine Corps is the best major fighting force in the world because the Marine Corps emphasizes, above all other things, leadership and relationship. High trust, high quality relationships based in love. That's what will give you the best chance for happiness in life. The best chance to lead a great family with great kids. The best chance to really succeed at work. The best chance to have a good community. High trust, high quality relationships based in love. It's the key to success in every aspect of your life. So let's pull it together. You're a leader. You're the leader of the story of your own life. You're a leader in your family. You're a leader at work. And as a voter, you're a leader in the community. Develop high-quality, high-trust relationships based in love to have the best life, the best family, and the most success at work and in your community. Use your life to tell a compelling story about why people should join your team. When people learn about high-quality, high-trust relationships from you, they will have the best chance for happiness in their own lives. The best chance for good families and the best chance for success in their work and communities. Unite people with a common purpose, then utilize each person's diverse talents and experiences to develop them and achieve success. America doesn't have to have a Marine Corps, but it needs a Marine Corps. The Marine Corps exists today because America loves Marines. The Marine Corps has come to represent what we all believe is best in America. And the Marine Corps tells us what is best in America by telling compelling stories of everyday Americans doing extraordinary things under the toughest conditions. By telling us stories of great relationships based in love. That's the story of the Marine Corps. That's a story of America. And that's your story. Happy birthday, Marines. Thank you for listening to Wisdom, Leadership, and Success, Real Talk About Life with me, Pete Bowen. I hope you've enjoyed the blog and podcast. Please visit our website, 
realtalkaboutlife.com, where you can find additional information and subscribe to this blog and podcast. I'd love to hear your comments and questions and suggestions on how we can make this podcast better. Finally, please share us on social media with your friends. Have a great day.